Welcome to Communion House Podcast with Pastor Moses Anderson, a ministry raised by God for the rebirth of the early church with a strong commitment to seeing others rise and shine in these last days. Join Pastor Moses for today's message. God is good. Alrighty. So as I was saying, you see, one of the things that we are very much in the midst of right now, very much in the midst of right now, is that the cloud of glory is moving. There is a lot of change that is going on. There's a, there's a big change that is going on. And I mean, we don't have to be told anymore. Like Paul said in First Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, which is perhaps a chapter of the Bible that I mention every time I speak in the last two to three months. I've been mentioning it again and again and again. I hope you all have been reading and meditating on it because that's a chapter that I believe was written for our generation. But Paul said at the beginning of that chapter, he said, I needn't write these things to you. I mean, I don't have to write these things to you because you already know. And so in the same vein, I really don't have to be saying this to you because you already know. But then again, to say a thing to you that you have already heard, for me, it isn't grievous. And for you, it is safe. It is not a bother for me. And for you, it actually helps. It helps for us to hear it again and again in this ministry of remembrance that we have been called to in partnership with the Holy Spirit. And so I want to say this again. I don't Expect that any of us believers is still wondering really what is going on. What is going on is the cloud of glory is moving. There is a change of the gods. God is moving and all we have to do is move with the cloud. All we have to do is move with the cloud. The only reason why we continue to question what is going on is if we have yet to have our eyes of understanding open to see what the Lord is doing. Remember three weeks ago thereabouts, I spoke about the the experience of Gehazi and Elisha. Elisha, the prophet of God, was not bothered about what was going on. Though they were besieged by the army of Syria, he wasn't bothered. But then his his assistant, his associate, his, his intern was bothered because he was yet to learn how to see with the eye of his understanding. And eventually when he saw, he recognized that the ones who were with them were more than the ones who were against them. I wanna say that to us in this situation, the things that are working for us at this time is more than, I mean, the things that are working for us are more than the things that are working against us. The things that are working for us are more than the things that are working against us. Because no matter what it is, at the end of the day, the Bible says all things work together for good to those who love God and the called according to his purpose. And so I just want you to know that that should be the root and the foundation of your confidence. That should be it. Whenever you see what's going on outside, call to mind what you have already seen in the word of God. Call to mind the dreams, the visions, call to mind the prophecies, call to mind the testimonies, the things that you have already seen, because the same God who's done done it before will do it again. And so the cloud is moving and those who are more married to their existing structures and to a lot of their religious liturgies are the ones who might struggle with being able to move with the cloud. None of us should be married to the tents that we have erected. The reason why we have tents, not buildings, I'm talking from a, from, a, from a spiritual 
standpoint of view i know in the natural many of our local churches have buildings you know brick and mortar but that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about that of the fact that the believer's mindset should be a tent kind of mindset a mindset that is ready to move when the lord says move and i know the lord is saying move let him who has an ear hear what the spirit is saying unto the churches sometimes we do forget that it is in the midst of seeing the beast with ten horns and many heads and and all of those things and the beast of the abyss coming out to torment the witnesses and kill them it was in the midst of seeing all of those terrible things all of those perilous things that john the beloved was still able to hear what the holy spirit was saying he was able to hear he, he was still able to hear what the angel of the Lord was saying he was able to hear what the Lord Jesus was saying in the midst of all of what was going on in the visions he was able to hear what the Spirit was saying to the churches all of the seven churches he heard what the Spirit was saying to them and so in the same vein I want to encourage you don't just don't let your your vision be clouded by all of the things that we're seeing in the media through the media don't let your listening be clogged by all of the things that we are hearing, particularly the clamors and the rumors of war. Let us not get caught up in those things. As believers, let us open our hearts to the Lord to receive. Let us open our minds to the Lord to enjoy all of the many benefits that he has for us. So before we go ahead today, we're going to be reading from the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 because as I was saying, we are we are looking in we're looking today into uh the conduct of the believer. You see, it is not enough for us to know that we are members of the body of Christ. It is not enough for us to know that we are kingdom agents. It is not enough for us to know that we need to take our place in the army of the Lord that we need to get in line be in rank it is important for us to know what to do when we get in rank once we have awoken to our kingdom privileges which of course reveal our kingdom responsibilities what else do we do we need to endure the process of bringing out the kingdom character the Bible says that the, the, the trial of our faith works out patience and ultimately all of the things that the many tests and trials that we go through form within us culminate in godly character many things that we do are regarded as bodily exercises a lot of the things that we do we do simply because we're still in this facade a lot of the things that we do when you pray and when you fast a lot of those fasting that we do when depriving ourselves of things they are bodily exercises but the bible says that above all godliness is profitable as much as bodily exercises are profitable godliness is profitable and godliness essentially is having a godly character which is having a character that is like that of god and we may say now well but god isn't god is invisible we haven't seen him before he is the almighty he is spirit and we are here in the flesh and all of that it is difficult to actually emulate a god that is the almighty the all-knowing the all-powerful i tell you what we are inexcusable because we saw Jesus in the flesh. He was hungry. He was thirsty. 
We saw him in the flesh. The Bible says that he was tempted in every way as we are tempted. He was betrayed. He was denied. He was persecuted. He was celebrated. He was anointed. He was fed. When he was thirsty, an outsider gave him water to drink while an insider was ready to pour him out as a drink in betrayal. You see, Jesus went through all of those and he said, as I am, so are you in this world. Folks, let us say a quick word of prayer. And don't forget, I am always happy to pray with someone and to pray for somebody else, for somebody else. And so if you have any prayer requests, anything in particular that you want us to pray about, come on, put it in the comments and I'll be more than happy to jump in on that uh, before the end of the broadcast today. God is good. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you because the entrance of your word gives light and brings understanding to the simple. Father, I thank you for this is the time for us to be connected. Oh Lord, I give you praise. This is the time for us to march and let our steps be in sync. We have to be in one accord. Oh, Father, with the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you because our army is marching and the, your Holy Spirit aligns us by your love. For it is your Holy Spirit that constrains us by your love to being in line. Oh Lord, let in the mighty name of Jesus, this love that your Holy Spirit sheds abroad our hearts, let it find a place in the heart of each and every one of us. Makusarayali. Father, I give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Folks, I am so um, delighted to share this with you. I saw, I saw this earlier today. And you know, one of those things that you would think, well, that is just me imagining stuff, you know, because visions, uh, for those who are familiar, uh, can be very much like imaginations because they're not things that you see with your natural eye. You see them in the eye of your spirit. And there are times wherein when, it, it, when you see visions that is kind of like you're seeing it from afar, you may not get the feelings that come with it. And I'm gonna explain that in a minute. When you see visions in, in the realm of the spirit from a distance, you may not smell or perceive the aroma of what you're seeing. And when you don't perceive the aroma of what you're seeing, when you don't get the feelings of what you're seeing, sometimes it appears to be just figments of your imagination. It appears to just be figments of your own imagination. If you can't see it, so this, I would say, was one of those things. However, just now, as I was praying, you, you noticed that I, I took a sip of the water. That was what I heard. I heard to have a drink. And as soon as I had the sip of that drink, it was almost as if that which I saw from a distance earlier today, which I didn't take too much to heart, tasted in my mouth. I felt the taste of the instruction that was given to me of the vision that I saw. 
And this is the vision that I saw. The vision that I saw was I saw an army that was connected. Everyone was connected. It's almost as if there was a stick running this way that was keeping everybody in line so that whenever we moved, we moved in sync. I saw that today. And when I took that sip of the drink just now, I, I heard, now release that which I have shown to you. And, I'm, and so I'm releasing that vision to you, but there is another part to that vision. Because you know, a lot of the things that God shows to us, particularly things that have got to do with the body, they come in twos. And those who are familiar with the way God shows things to me, uh, those who have been uh, uh, um, regulars at the Tuesday um, house to house that we do here at our house, and even the guys who come to the worship service, you know that quite often God will reveal two pictures to me and they will end up meaning the same thing. There will be different facets or I mean, the same thing from different perspectives. So the other perspective of it that I saw in an instant is this. Um, and, um, and I just want to say, I'm not sure if Stephanie is watching right now, Stephanie, I'm not sure if you're watching right now, but I want to say this to you. Cry no more. Brace yourself up. You are not at a disadvantage. Just brace yourself up and cry no more because every one of those things that I've seen to be a disadvantage are the working and the machining of heaven to bring you to a high place, to bring you to a place wherein your light will shine, a place of recognition. Recognition not for self-aggrandizement, but recognition for the glory of God. God is letting you come to a place upon a hill wherein your light will shine. And so cry no more and pay no attention to the bleeding knuckles. Because yes, you've been doing some climbing. You've been doing some climbing on your own. Yes, you have been climbing. You've been trying to get on top of certain things and the knuckles and the knees have been bleeding and the Lord would have me say to you today don't look at the bleeding knees or the bleeding knuckles you see take your eyes off of those and fix your eye upon the pinnacle of the mountain where the Lord is taking you because there is a need for you to be familiar with where you're going you have to be more familiar Stephanie with where you're going than where you're coming from because as you're climbing if you keep looking back there's no point keeping yourself reminded of the things that you are leaving behind because that is not particularly going to help you where you're going. What you need to do is continue to look at where you're going. Look and be fixated on the things that the Lord has shown you concerning where he's taking you so that when you arrive, you are not arriving as a novice. You are arriving with knowledge about your new position. And so I want to encourage you. The word of the Lord says again, Dry those teary eyes and ignore those bleeding knees and knuckles. Fix your eye on the things that I have shown you, says the Lord. And it says, it is soon. Soon and very soon. Soon and very soon. I see a man come into a room and smack the table. Just like a judge will put a hammer to a table to say that it is finished. To say that it is done. To say that judgment is passed. I see such concerning you today that the table has been banged in your favor to announce and to declare that it is time. Yes, the set time to favor Zion has come. Oh, that time to favor you has come, woman of God. Rejoice and be glad. Rejoice in the God of your salvation and be glad. God is good. God is good. Now, I've got a quick word that I'm going to give uh, to Will. I, and I can give you this word later, Will, but 
let me say it right now so that I don't forget. Let me give it to you as fresh as it is. What I see, and this is for our worship, I mean, for our outreach pastor, Will Holiday. What I see is this. You've been counting on your hand. You've been counting on your hand. I see you counting. And it's almost as if there aren't enough fingers to count that which is in your heart. And the Lord is saying, yes, I'm going to do exceedingly, abundantly above what you ask or what you imagine. He is saying, stop counting on your finger because what is about to come upon this house what you're about to be a part of what god is bringing you deeper into is about to be more than what you can count on your finger it's about to be more than what you can count on one hand and so you know what put that hand up in praise and in exaltation of the almighty god put that hand up in adoration of god simply because it is not for counting what is coming it is for receiving what is coming and in anticipation of receiving praise the lord bless his holy name and share that with your wife as well and say you know what honey we just need to be in full anticipation and full praise mode switch into full praise gear you know what because that which seems to be insufficient today is about to roll into a season of abundance isn't that awesome man i i love that word and i'm glad you know because i know um that it's going to be very soon that we get to see those and we get to celebrate those together in the mighty name of jesus so as i was saying these visions come in twos same perspective i mean different perspectives but same message and so the other picture that i saw concerning the army the army that is connected by this long stick is like a rod a nicely crafted rod that goes and connects them and as i see this rod connecting them i also see another vision which is we men that i know to the kingdom people looked like vessels of clay we look like vessels of clay that have been molded and waiting to be filled but we are in the ground so when you stand at ground level you don't really see us because we are molded into the ground and the vision that i see molded out of red clay it is almost like it is kind of like a, a, a display of, of of terracotta or whatever they call that style of art wherein you you, you use a lot of clay and and it's all there in the ground and right where we are in the ground we started getting filled. Another vase of clay came and was pouring into us. Another vase, another vessel came and it was pouring into us. But then I tell you what I saw was I was given the privilege of being lowered into the ground to see what was going on in the vases. Now, as the vases were getting filled, there was no connection between them. It almost appeared as though what they were being filled with were different colors. Some of them were green, some of them were blue, some of them were magenta. There were different colors as, as they were getting filled. It was going on and on and there was no mix until they got filled to the brim and they were overflowing. And as they were overflowing, one flowed into the other and the other flowed into the next. And as they were flowing, every one of them started blending into the same. And as that flow started, he was like, I can hear the sound of rejoicing. He was musical. At the same time, there was also a wind that was blowing with such a, a, a majestic howling sound. The sound of it was, was um, in a way, terrifying. In a way, terrifying, but you could tell that there was some, something big was coming. And this, this sound, this wind that was blowing was announcing that. And when I saw all of that, I tell you what, I immediately knew what it means. This is what it means, folks. And that was why while I was praying, you heard me say, let that love of the Father that you pour out, Holy Spirit, 
continue to do the work of uniting us. You know, the Bible says that it is the Holy Spirit that sheds abroad our hearts the love of the Father. And so that which we have been filled with is the love of the Father. Each and every one of us has been filled with the love of the Father. And that is the reason why the vessel that fills us is also made of clay because that is a representation That is a representation of the man Jesus, of the Lord Jesus. That is a representation of the Lord Jesus because he came into this dimension, into this realm, into this domain, and it took on the form of a man. And he was in fact the outpouring, the express outpouring of the love of God. According to John, chapter 3 verse 16 Jesus himself speaking it says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that he poured out his only begotten son he said he gave I say pour out because in yet another place it was said that he came that he may be poured out as a drink offering he came that he may be poured out as an offering and so the way that he came to be that vessel the carrier of the love of God is the way that we are now being filled with the Holy Spirit so I see this vessel pouring into each and every one of us so what we have been experiencing individually, folks, is the love of the Father. But then that love of the Father comes with uniqueness for each and every one of us. Because whom he did for know, he predestined. Each and every one of us have been foreknown by God in our uniqueness, in our areas of uniqueness. And let me remind you, there, is, there aren't any two of us that are the same. Because God made us as an expression of his individuality. And you know that God is the totality of all things. So he is not short in uniqueness or in individuality. And that is the reason why each and every one of us is different. Even though we are made in the image and in the likeness of God. Some of us, you see, we... we, we, we uh, without getting into the details of that, we are different, we're unique, and that is what these different colors represent in the vessels. The different colors are different, I mean, the different vessels are filled with something that was the same, but yet when it got into these vessels that are buried in the ground, that are inserted into the ground, it began to take a different color, but ultimately as it got to the brim and the flow together, there was unity. I tell you what, I've always said this, that uniformity is not unity. And in the vision that I am seeing, we're not uniform. But then as we continue to get in filled with the love of God to overflowing, we started getting united. So folks, that same rod that I saw was the rod of the love of God. Like David expressed in Psalms 23, he says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. They keep me in line. The word of God is there to keep us in line. Some of us, when we are stringing like goats, Instead of being sheep that God intends for us to be, he brings us back in line with his love. That may look like a rebuke every now and again. That may look like the loss of a relationship. It may look like the loss of an opportunity. Sometimes it may look like um, a disappointment. But let me tell you something. He the father loves. Whom the father loves, he chastises. And so that is the expression of the love of God that we have come to know. We have come to know such rod and keep it in line as the expression of the love of God. And someone is saying, Brother Moses, what then is the connection between these two dreams, these two visions, these two visions? The visions that I see first is of an army that is already standing, connected by this rod that aligns them. The second one that I see is an army 
that is in that is still in the ground vessels of clay that are being filled and what the lord is having me see from the two is that there is a part of us that is still very much in the earth and there is a part of us that is already seated with him in heavenly places and by the love of god we're about to see the kingdom come we're about to see the will of the father done on earth as it is done in heaven in heaven we are already in him one as he prayed he says father make them one as we are one and do you know that everything that he says already happens in eternity how do i know that the bible says forever oh lord your word is settled in heaven so the moment jesus says make them one as we are one we are already one we are already that standing army the thousands and tens of thousands of us that will come with him the captain of our salvation but then those but then the instance of our lives that is in time as the body of Christ awaiting redemption is in need of this alignment is in need of the overflow of the love of the Holy Spirit I want to encourage you folks what is bigger than any other experience that we're having in these times in this season in this stay at home in the social distancing season what is the the biggest thing that we're experiencing in the realm of the Spirit is the outpouring and the infilling of the love of God by the Holy Spirit God has such a great sense of humor as God is connecting the church the world is talking about separating the people. The world is talking about social distancing when in fact God is doing social kingdom unity or social kingdom aligning, social kingdom condensing, social kingdom infusing and fusion. God is bringing his body together. He is bringing his people together. We would love each other in the next season like we have never loved each other. We will believe in each other in the coming seasons more than we have ever believed in each other. Why? Because love believes all things. We will be able to put up with each other more than we have ever been able to put up with each other because love bears all things. We will be able to believe in each other, not just because love believes all things, because we would get to have a revelation, a deeper revelation of the working of the love of God in the lives of each other to raise our confidence in what God is doing in the other person because we know that love never fails and so you're not going to fail in your calling and in your election i'm not going to fail in my calling and in my election simply because that which is at work in me is the love of god both to will and to do of his good pleasure folks if this isn't good news i don't know what is one thing that i am confident of is no matter how good how good my intentions are at loving other people there are still times wherein people's behaviors just defy every attempt that i make to love them but i am not getting hung up on how much I can try because of the fact that I know that it is the ministry of the Holy Spirit to make it happen to shed abroad the love of God in our hearts and I tell you the reason why some people don't call you anymore the reason why some people don't talk to you anymore is because they know that you have loved on them and you have and they have let you down they know that you have bled for them they know that you have prayed for them they know that you continue to even believe in them they know all of these things but because of the fact that they had an opportunity opportunity to embrace the love and to reciprocate the love and failed shame is not keeping them away from coming into your embrace condemnation is keeping them away some people have shortchanged you some people have been very dubious and fraudulent with you some people have tried to take advantage of you i don't want you to hold it against them because jesus says father do not hold it against them for they do not know what they do the same people who have thrown and who have, who have thrown into the mud the pearl 
cross that you gave to them, the same people who have rubbished the love that you have shown to them are about to receive a new capacity to love. You watch in the coming days. You watch in the coming weeks because the vessel of God, the Lord Jesus, is pouring by the Holy Spirit, the love of the Father, into each and every one of us. And as we're getting filled with that love, we will continue to flow and to grow in that love. And as that love grows in us, it will flow one person to the another. It is the ministry of the Holy Spirit to make that happen, to, uh, to allow for us to come together in one accord in anticipation of the outpouring of the power. Why am I so confident that this is the way that is going to work? Because I tell you what, God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And how did he do it in the days of the apostles? How did God get started the early church? Folks, how did he? <laughs> how did he get start? How did he get the early church started? Jesus called his disciples together. <laughs> this is awesome. This is awesome because we've had reasons lately to actually talk about this uh, because there is some kind of heresy going on um, that the disciples were not saved until the Holy Spirit came. Well, that is nothing, no, nothing could be farther away from the truth because the disciples received Jesus as the Son of God. And John chapter 1 verse 12 says, For as many as have received him, even to those who believe on his name, have we given the power to be called the sons of God. And not only did they receive him as the Messiah, they they believed him as the son of God who takes away the sins of the world and not only did they, did they believe him they confessed him when Jesus asked who do men say that I the son of man am Peter says you are Christ the son of the living God and having believed in their hearts unto righteousness and confessed with their mouths unto salvation they were saved and not only were they saved before Jesus went to the cross and before he was resurrected and he got ascended into heaven before all of that Jesus laid hands on his disciples and it's in your Bible he laid hands on them and he said to them receive the Holy Spirit the Bible says he breathed upon them and he said to them receive the Holy Spirit for without the Holy Spirit there was no way the disciples of Acts chapter 2 would have been together in one place and in one accord there is no way the disciples would have been able to experience that degree of unity without the Holy Spirit so let me put it this way folks it takes the Holy Spirit to receive the Holy Spirit <laughs> you may want to write that down and share that with somebody else. It takes the Holy Spirit to receive the Holy Spirit. You see, the guys in the world, even you and I, when we were still in the world, and if you are still in the world watching this broadcast, he's coming for you. Not coming to punish you for your sins, not coming to condemn you for your disobedience, but he is coming to reveal and to expose to you the love of God. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin and the believer of righteousness. And so that same Holy Spirit is the one that comes first of all into the darkness to bring about the conduce, to condition the atmosphere for the light of the word of God and the salvation of heaven. And so that same Holy Spirit is the one that convicts the unbeliever to believe and post believing he fills the the new believer so that that new believer can continue to grow in the admonition of the truth unto the stature of the Christ and so I tell you what the disciples could not have been in one accord without the Holy Spirit and they couldn't have received the power that came from on high without having been in one accord now let me say that again you see Jesus said they needed power 
Just like the church needs power today. Revelations chapter 11 says he gave power to his witnesses in the spirit of Moses and Elijah. Because even though the name Moses and Elijah were not mentioned in Revelations chapter 3, we know that that is the spirit and the nature of the power that we will receive. Because the Bible says that they will have power to call down fire from heaven and they will have power to plague the earth with all manners of plagues. Now who called down power from heaven? Elijah. Who plagues the earth? Moses. And so we know that the witnesses, you and I, who are the witnesses, will move in the spirit of Moses and Elijah. And what does it mean to move in the spirit of Moses and Elijah? It means that we're going to experience the concatenation or the combination or culmination of the latter and the former. So the latter rain and the former rain will come. The power of Moses, the power with which Moses was able to fulfill the call of God and the power with which Elijah was able to shame the false prophets. All of that is coming together in this generation. We will be those witnesses, not just the Gentile church, but also the nation of Israel. Because remember, that the Bible explains further that the two witnesses of Revelation 11 are not, I mean, of course, they're not just two, some two old men as we were made to believe when we were growing up that some two men will come and they will be the witnesses and they will die on the streets of the city of Jerusalem. No, 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 the Bible never said all of that. It was just because it was convenient for men to not dig further and just to take that as an understanding, if anything at all, it is just ignorant. The truth of the matter is the Bible never said that there were two of them. The Bible never said that they were, they were men in the capacity of individuals. The Bible says the spirit of my witnesses and the Bible further describes those two witnesses as the two olive trees that are in the presence of God and the two lampstands in the presence of the almighty God. And we know concerning Israel that the Lord says that they were the olive tree in the presence of God and because they did not stand in line and comply with what the father was telling them, the father rejected them for a period of time, burnt them with fire, but eventually he grafted he grafted, he grafted Judah back into the body, revived them, and then while they were being rejected, the second olive tree got life, and that second olive tree is the Gentile church. And so we're not just the ones. The Gentile church is not just the one to be witnesses in the last days, even the nation of Israel. There will be people out of the nation of Israel more than ever before who will profess the Lord Jesus because they will not be witnesses of Jehovah just, but they will be witness of Yeshua. He says, I am given power to my witnesses. And so this is exciting to know that we are the witnesses and we need that power. The apostles, when they started witnessing or before they started witnessing, what happened was Jesus says they should wait until they have received that power. And for them to receive the power from on high, they needed to be of one accord. And for them to be of one accord, they needed the Holy Spirit. It was the ministry of the Holy Spirit that brought about that loving unity on the day of Pentecost. And so I want to say these folks, let us patiently wait. We will experience great reconciliation in the body of Christ. Great, great reconciliation is coming to the body of Christ. Oh yes. In fact, folks, if you would allow me, I want to continue to, to share more about this vision. And then on another occasion, we will talk about the code of conduct of the kingdom or the kingdom code of conduct. You see, we're going to talk about the kingdom practice later on. But for, for today, since the visions have come to tell us of the power of reconciliation, which is the power of love, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, I want to continue along those lines. There is something else quickly that I want to bring out of the vision. You see this vision that I see? <laughs> you remember that I told us that there were different colors? 
But then I was privileged to be lowered to the level wherein I was able to see a cross section of what was going on. But guess what? The men themselves and the vision, the different vessels that I saw in the vision, they did not see one another. <laughs> they didn't see one another. And that is the reason why sometimes all your good intentions, sometimes the passion that you have for others is not being seen simply because by nature of our preparation, we're not exposed to one another. That doesn't mean we need to give up and stop trying to love one another. That doesn't mean that we need to cast off restraints and say, you know, well, no matter what I do, they're not going to see me. No, 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 no. The vision that I saw did not end there. The vision ended or continued to where these vessels took in more of the love that was being poured in until they started to flow. And I believe that that is what we have come to and hence the timing of the vision. The timing of the vision is such that we know that we have come to the place right now wherein we should keep everything open. We should not block the love of God from flowing into us. And by so doing, we stay open to allow that love of God to flow into other people. That is the season that we are in. Oh, you're my brother and you're my sister. So take me by the hand and together we we walk till he comes. I tell you what, folks, this is the time to have such a holy expectation. This is the time to be in such to be with such a secret anticipation of the uniting of the body by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we thank you because this is your ministry. This is you. Without you, we will not see one another. Without you, we will not see the treasure that you have in each and every one of us that is there for the edification of the church, for the perfecting of the saints. We will not see without 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 you, Holy Spirit. There's no way we will see without you Holy Spirit and so we thank you Holy Spirit and I just want to read to us this verse of scripture very quickly because I'm telling you I, I and I say that I was privileged to have been lowered in that vision to the place wherein I was able to see the cross section it is beautiful what God is doing in each and every one of us it's just that you may not be able to see what God is doing in the life of somebody else. And that is why you think that they're just so ignorant and so disobedient and so resentful. And you just can't do church anymore. I'm just tired and done with church people. Folks be saying that all the time. But I tell you what, it is simply because you don't see what God is doing. He's the one preparing his church. He's the one preparing his people. He's the one. The Holy Spirit is the one that is the Mordecai of the church. Like Mordecai helped to prepare Esther for the king. That is the way the Holy Spirit is preparing the body for the bridegroom. And so you stop judging somebody else simply because you don't see the extent to which the love of God is forming and brewing on the inside of them. Let me tell you something. It's okay for you to just believe it simply because that is what the word of God says. The Bible says that it is God that is at work in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure God is working in each and every believer because we are the Bible says his workmanship and we are his workmanship unto what unto good 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 works come on somebody we are his workmanship unto good works now let me just read this to you very quickly um um it's from the book of Ephesians and um Ephesians chapter 1 verse 8 um explains very very clearly in fact i think it, it captures greatly you know 
the vision that I that I had just seen. And so let's go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 8, the epistle of Apostle Paul, the servant of the Lord Jesus, to the folks at Ephesus. Now let's go to Ephesians. I believe it's chapter 1, verse 18. If it's not there, let's look at chapter 2. Now it's chapter 1. Blessed be God. Um, oh, come on now. Um, let me, if I, let's read from verse 15 very quickly, uh, because sometimes, you know, I come to these verses of scripture and then I'm reminded of the, the verse before them and the verse before that and how all of that just helped to create the right context. Verse 14, um, says who is the guarantee of our inheritance? Oh, actually, let's go to 13. The Bible says, In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Woo! Mm -mm -mm. With the Holy Spirit of promise. And I have taught about the fact that the Holy Spirit is the promise. I've taught, I've taught that uh, many, many months ago, maybe over a year now. And um, if you have a chance to go on YouTube and find it, I'm telling you it's such a great, great, great teaching, um, great insight by the grace of God into the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Verse 14 says, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. You know that we have been saved. We have salvation. Our names are written in the, in the Lamb's book of life. Eternity for us is guaranteed. For eternity belongs to those who believe. Not those who believed and stopped believing. Because there is no such thing as, oh, I, I believed the Lord when I was in middle school. But now I don't even believe in God anymore. Neither do I believe in His Son. But I'm still going to go to heaven because I used to believe. No, the Bible never said, if you used to believe, your name will remain in the, in the, Lamb's, in the Lamb's book of life. The Bible says, no. Uh, on the last day, it is those whose names are found, not those whose names may have passed through the land book of, it has to be found there, you have to remain believing, okay? So it, there's a very simple answer to the question of, oh, once saved, forever saved. No, once you're saved, once you believe, you're saved, but you need to remain believing. You can't just say, I don't believe in Jesus anymore, and then still manage to show up in heaven. That's going to be fraud. You see what I mean? Anyway, but the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is our seal until the day of redemption because we have been purchased with a price, the blood of the Lamb. We have been saved. We have salvation. We have everything that pertains to life and godliness. But we're still here in this flesh, still subject to natural decomposition, natural decay. The Bible lets us know that this outward man that we're in perishes. And so even though the inward man is renewed day by day, you wish you would see that on the outside after time, right? But no, we don't. What we see is that we're getting older. We're having gray beards and, you know, we have to do all kinds of fancy stuff now to our hair so that we don't necessarily show up looking our true ages. Alrighty? And don't be looking too close at the camera right now. I'm just giving examples. But we are yet to be redeemed. And that's what we're waiting for. We're waiting for the redemption. And the Holy Spirit is our seal until the day of redemption. These are things that I've said, but now I'm showing you, you know, just scriptures that give you direct reference to these things. Now, verse 15 says, Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord, in the Lord Jesus, and your love for all the saints. This is why we needed to read verse 15. <laughs> 
Of course, read of course 13 telling us that the ministry of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is the one uh, responsible for sharing, for spreading abroad our hearts, the love of God, being our seal until the day of redemption, because we're going to be redeemed as a unified body, not as scattered pieces all over the plains of the earth, even though he will group us uh, physically, but spiritually, we would have been united, we would have been one. And, um, and so the ministry of the Holy Spirit does that. But the Bible lets us know here that we have love for all saints. So you've been thinking that there are some people that you can never love. I mean, I, I love them with the love of God, but I can't, I can't deal with those people anymore. I just, I just can't go. I, I just, I, I mean, I can't talk to them anymore. I, I, I can't even like their posts on Facebook. I, no, 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 no. In fact, I've heard all kinds of things. In fact, someone said, oh, a wall has come up between me and your family. I, I don't want to have anything to do with you anymore. Guys, that is a lie of the devil. The truth of the word of God is by the ministry of the Holy Spirit, you, even you, have the grace, the capacity, and the divine enablement to love all the saints. And I'm, just, I'm not just talking about loving them by saying, oh, I love you with the love of God. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about loving them, not just in words, but in deed. The Bible says love not in words, just, but in indeed and so you say you love them call them on the phone you say you love them pray for them you say you love them drop them a text message you say you love them have fellowship with them love not in words but indeed because you have the capacity don't let the devil rob you of the capacity that is given to you by the father in the ministry of the holy spirit with jesus as your ultimate example so some people you just have to say, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. But in some cases, you have to say, Father, forgive me because I didn't know what I was doing. Like, they, like Job said, <laughs> Job did not just say God should forgive his friends because they didn't know what they were saying. He says, Father, show each one of us where we have gone wrong. Hey, folks, what we really need to repent of is not sins. What the body needs to repent of is abuse of privilege. We have been abusing the privilege that we have by the Holy Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit is there, ready to disseminate, disseminating, not even just ready, but disseminating upon our hearts the love of the Father so that we can have the equipment to love the saints. And Paul, by the Holy Spirit, knew how tough and how difficult it is for folks to love one another. And so this is what he said. And this is what I believe the Lord showed to me in this vision. You know what Paul said? Paul said in verse 18, he said, <laughs> he said, um, okay, let's read verse 16 because we stopped at 15 sayings, uh, saying that you have love for all the saints. He says, do not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers. Oh, I talked about that already. When you love people, you pray for them, you give thanks for them. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Verse 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. 
The hope of his calling is that we are in one accord. What are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints? Verse 19 says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, which is this outpouring of the love of God by the Holy Spirit, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand, far above principalities and power. So he's sitting in the right hand of the Father in heaven, heavenly places, far from principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. My emphasis is on verse 16 and verse 18 to 19. 16 says <clears throat> that we need to continue to do the works of love. Give thanks. Give thanks to other people. Rather than complain about them, thank God for them. Rather than complain about their doctrine, rather than complain about their understanding of scripture, rather than complain about their tardiness, give thanks and pray for them. And verse 18 says that I pray that your eyes of understanding be open because when your eye of understanding is open for you to see the greatness of the riches of the inheritance that God has in that other vessel, this other vessel of clay, this red clay vessel that is still buried in the ground some feet away from you that you do not see. The Bible says if your eye of understanding be open to see, I tell you what, loving them is going to become easier. You will start, suddenly realize that, wait a minute, I thought that person was just a black hole of love. Every love that we show to them just disappears. I thought that person was a black hole of tuition because we have taught them in the things of righteousness and in the things of the kingdom, but they just took all of that and disappeared. And you're like, oh my goodness. So they're not black holes of privilege, but in fact, they are holders and vessels of the love of God that the Holy Spirit is pouring out. So my prayer to you today, folks, is that your eye of understanding will be open to recognize that the power of reconciliation is the Holy Spirit and that Holy Spirit is pouring into each and every one of us the love of the Father and that when we have our eyes open we will recognize that God has been working in that person God's been working in Jane he's been working in John he's been walking in working in Paul he's been working in Beatrice so you can begin to reach out to these people and say you know what I didn't know but now I know I love you with the love of God I didn't know, but now I know it isn't you who needs to impress me with your commitment to me. It is the Holy Spirit that is at work in you, that is at work in me, so that each and every one of us can love all the saints. Love all the saints. By definition, the saints are the ones who have come to believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says that if we believe on his name, we are converted. We are purified. We are sanctified. Us and our household. And so folks, we are the saints and we have love for one another. And the way we're gonna really experience that love is by recognizing that it is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And he is not slack as some of us count slackness. He is diligently delivering the will of God. So get in line, get ready, get ready, get ready to experience all manners of reconciliations, genuine reconciliations in this season. 
by the grace of God. Alrighty, that is all we're going to take. It's eight o'clock. We have hit that one hour mark. And I just want to say thank you. God bless you. Appreciate you greatly. Um, my attention has been drawn to some messages that I've been sent and I'm going to take a look very quickly and see if they are prayer requests and people that we need to pray for. Yes, 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 yes. Alrighty. Now, um, is that what it is? Just a prayer request? God is good. So the prayer request here is coming from uh, Megan Yang via YouTube. I would love a prayer for God's revelation on how I can work on myself to be a godly woman. <laughs> Megan, I've got a verse of scripture for you. And I want you to go and meditate on this verse of scripture. It's going to help you a great deal. You see, what you have just heard today is that no matter what we do, what stands in our lives is the ministry, is what the ministry of the Holy Spirit does. And the Bible says that for a man of God to be perfect and to be thoroughly furnished unto good works, which applies to a woman of God. And so for any person who wants to be godly, to attain that godliness, they have the scriptures. So it is by the word of God. You need to fill yourself with the word of God. And as you fill yourself with the word of God, the Holy Spirit has the substance to mold within you. So the scripture that I want to give to you is Psalms chapter one. I want you to read all of Psalms chapter one. He begins by saying, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of the sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord. You see that law of the Lord, the way the record, the way they talked about scripture was that the scripture was the law of the Lord. But now in the new Testament, we have come to see that more than just the law, it is the love of the Lord. The Lord God Almighty loves us so much he gave us his word and I want you to go take in that word and the more you pray with it the more you study it the more you meditate on it the more you will see Christ formed in you the hope of glory father in the mighty name of Jesus I thank you for Megan your word says blessed are those who hunger and thirst for they shall be filled Megan is hungering Megan thirst to know more of you she thirsts to be more to be a more godly woman Woman. Now, this is a hunger, the type of hunger and thirst that Jesus calls the hunger and thirst for righteousness. Let her be filled. Fill her, Lord, with insight. Fill her with revelation. As she studies your word, let your Holy Spirit expound to her the life that is in the letter. The letter itself is not what you need. It is the life that comes out of it. So stay there, study hard, meditate much, and be ready to receive insight and the Holy Spirit will fill you with understanding with the knowledge of the truth the word of God is going to come to life in you and you will come alive like never before I declare you a woman of God I declare you what your father calls you a light and a salt I declare you what the word of God declares you a royal priesthood and a holy nation you are holy before your father you are peculiar you are special you are unique and more than all of these other words 
words, you are anointed because you have the Holy One. You have Christ, the Son of the living God on the inside of you. And I want you to continue to say, Jesus, I need, I need you. I need your Holy Spirit. I want more of your fellowship. Talk to him often and listen to him always. And you will find that growth come with every step that you take in doing these things in the mighty name of Jesus. If you need further guidance or if you need us to pray for you more, Megan, reach out to us, DM us on Facebook, on Instagram, or on YouTube. And we will be more than happy to have more fellowship with you and to share with you the things that the Lord has shared with us so that we can continue to grow together in grace. Because to be godly, is profitable and that's where we all need to be you have desired a good thing megan and i know the lord will grant your heart desires in the mighty name of jesus Alrighty, so that's it thank you for listening to today's message we hope it has been a blessing to you for more information visit us at www.communion.house and follow us on all social media platforms at communion house Again, that's www.communion.house and all social media platforms at Communion House. Thank you and God bless.